0: Edentialism 2023 is the first international conference gathering world-leading researchers and professionals in all treatment options for Edentialist patients. Let's discover together the speakers and partners who will share their expertise in the Canary Islands, Spain between the 4th and 6th of May 2023.
1: Welcome back to the Zaga Center's podcast. Uh, today we're traveling to Boston, United States, to meet um, Dr. Panos uh, Papaspiridakos. Good good morning, good afternoon, uh, doctor.
0: Good morning uh, from Boston, David. And like I said, thank you for uh, taking the effort to pronounce my last name correctly. I know it's a railroad. In America, it's very hard to pronounce, but in Europe, it's easier. Uh, I had
1: to work on it before the podcast,
0: just so <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right,
1: uh, tell us a bit about yourself, um, your training, your activity now. So you mentioned today is your teaching day. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself.
0: So I'm a prosthodontist by training. Um, I did my training uh, in prosthodontics in, in the States. And I did a second uh, training um, uh, for oral implantology, uh, which uh, also was uh, done in the States. And since then, I practice in my private practice here in uh, Boston. And I also teach uh, part-time two days a week, uh, the residents at Tufts University. So I have like a nice balance between teaching two days and uh, doing private practice for three days.
1: I, I don't know how many patients you treat per day, but I can see you publish a lot. And uh, on all the topics, accuracy of digital workflows, um, all the different methods to go digital for prosthesis mostly. Um, What is your drive
0: behind that Um, urge to publish? Um, Because I do my private practice and I treat my own patients, this uh, pushes doctors to develop techniques that are realistic and clinical protocols that can be implemented by clinicians in their own private practices. Because sometimes teaching only the university in a sterile environment takes away the real-world dentistry. So this nice balance that I have uh, gives me the ability to develop uh, some protocols uh, with the residents, try out some uh, new stuff, as we say, and. once we straighten and iron out the process, then I can take it to my private practice, uh, develop it, and um, you know, uh, do some clinical trials to see the efficacy and the clinical effectiveness of these protocols.
1: All right, so let me, let me change your hat now for the private uh, practitioner. Uh, when an edentralist patient comes to your office, uh, why is it se- essential to you to have the complete Portfolio of treatment at hand and in your head when it comes to planning.
0: It is very important because there are so many different types of edentulism. There are patients that are uh, younger in the age, or patients that are older. There are patients that are already edentulous, or there are patients that have what we call terminal dentitions, Patients with a few hopeless teeth that will be soon transitioned to uh, edentulism and um, ideally restored with uh, full uh, implant uh, prosthesis so a younger patient and we see a lot of these patients nowadays must be approached differently like compared with a patient who's in the 70s uh, is a dental wearer for many years there is extreme resorption and maybe um, advanced grafting or zygoma implants will be implemented for this patient on an all-on-four approach. A younger patient in the 30s or 40s who just lost the teeth or is about to lose the teeth is totally different because we need to approach this case with the future in mind. So we might have to preserve bone and do more grafting procedures and place more implants. Uh, It's a big um, sexy topic today of the FP1 prosthesis versus the FP3 prosthesis. FP1 stands for prosthesis that only replaces teeth, white, whereas FP3 is the prosthesis that has pink and white to replace for the missing hard and soft tissues. So for patients with advanced resorption, we go to FP3, all on four zygoma concepts. For patients uh, that uh, are missing um, only the teeth, then we go to FP1 approach with more implants, more grafting. So every patient is different, so we have to approach every patient differently and custom Uh, tailor the plan relating to the patient you cannot fit the patient to the plan you have to fit fit the plan to the patient
1: talking about personalized treatment planning in that case does your planning also take into account the expected lifespan of the treatment um, and alternative options for instance in a younger patient maybe you wouldn't go to zygomatic implants because if they happen to fail
0: then you have no other option Yes, exactly. So we'll attempt to rebuild if something is lost, or place more implants, or do more uh, 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 thoughtful approaches than removing all the bone, flattening uh, the reeds. Sometimes you have to go with zygoma implants, and this is definitely a valid option, but for a younger patient, you have to try more conservative Uh, approach, because those implants will not stay forever. There is no implant that will last for 50 years. So we have to keep that in mind and treat the patient with the future in mind, especially the younger ones, because if the ridge is cut and the treatment is simplified by doing an all-on-4 on on a 40-year-old patient, what happens 10, 20 years later when there is no bone? So custom and...
1: One thing you can do, or it's very complex to do, is to give a patient a removable denture after they had fixed.
0: Yes, and uh, I've been in these shoes, and I've seen that, and it is uh, something that the patients object, and uh, it has an impact on the um, psychology of the patient. So whatever we can do to help them, and the plan with the future in mind, and retro the case to today, that is uh, the way to go. That's what we would like to do for ourselves if we were treated
1: right so so we we covered the the planning and treatment selection not in depth obviously that would be for the conference itself um but what one aspect that is crucial in your activity is the digital world so your session at the conference will be about innovations in digital full-art rehabilitation especially present and future so i'm very interested in the future but as of today how can Digital, and I know it's going to sound like a very broad question, but it's very specific to you. How can digital actually give us an edge when it comes to treatment accuracy, predictability, maybe a shorter time of treatment, faster delivery of teeth? Where is the, the, the biggest advantage of the digital workflow?
0: That's a great question. I'm going to put a stop on that small period, and I'm going to reverse back to something that I call fundamentals. So the analog workflow works, the digital workflow works. Nobody can can question that because there is an overwhelming uh, 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 and plethora of studies now proving that the digital workflow works. However, the fundamentals are the same. The principles, the surgical and the prosthetic principles that we use to restore these patients are the same, whether we use an analog workflow or a digital workflow. So the digital workflow is just a vehicle. It's a vehicle to take us from A to Z in a more streamlined manner, in a more timely manner, and also reduce the number of visits and increase the patient satisfaction because we are skipping some old uh, analog steps that were associated with... Um, uh, If I may say a patient dissatisfaction, for example, taking any full archipelian impression and having the polyether set in the patient's mouth for six minutes, that is not a comfortable uh, uh, procedure for the patient, no matter what. But if we can implement now an intraoral digital scan or an extraoral digital scan, as I'm going to show you in the Mm -hmm. meeting, and I'm very excited to share with the colleagues there the disruptive innovations that are currently taking place in the workflow that allow for every clinician to be able to implement digital workflows. Not only the very advanced ones, but also the other clinician can implement the digital work predictably and comfortably for his own self, also for the patients. So
1: based on your publications, I'd like to to have a very specific question. Is the digital workflow more accurate on the prosthesis side of things compared to the analog one? Or does that depend on the hands of the surgeons? Is that a statement that we can... Can we state this? Or is it incorrect?
0: Yes. So this is a very commonly asked question. Is the digital workflow as efficient, as accurate as the analog one? And the answer is that There is a short answer, there is a long answer. (laughs) We got both. The long answer is, it depends. Um, The short answer is, they are similar. The accuracy is similar. But if you put garbage in, you will take garbage out. That stands for both the analog workflow and for the digital workflow. So if you don't follow meticulous steps... When you take your conventional analog impression and you don't splint the copings and you don't use low uh, expansion boring stone, your mastercast will be inaccurate. Same thing, if you try to scan uh, four implants placed in a resort mandible with your uh, intraoral scanner, due to the interimplant distance and so many other factors like fogging of the sensor and uh, saliva and uh, moving floor of the mouth, then you will not be able to capture an intraoral scan. So, It depends. The potential of the digital workflow and all the studies show that the accuracy is uh, comparable. So yes, we can go analog, we can go digital, or we can go digital, which means analog and digital. Both can work. The beauty though of the digital technology is that it's so constantly evolving that we have now new tools that we implement that takes away the limitations of intraoral scanning. So now this technology can be used by every clinician out there with this reverse scan body technique that we developed and that to myself stands for the ultimate disruptive innovation in uh, this year because our studies both in vitro and clinical that I'm going to be presenting in the meeting uh, show that this technique can lead to um, accurate fit of the prosthesis and this reduces the treatment time 40%. So instead of 5 visits, you now can do in as little as 3 visits. You can even do from surgery to final. Even you can go in one visit. That's but, a big upgrade. Huh? Which is a very big upgrade for clinicians that do the same day teeth or within a week they're going to provide, provide the patient with a final prosthesis. This can be done also. But if you are not a cowboy, as I call it, and you don't want to do it in one week, but you can, you can do it in less visits. You can go from five to three visits predictably. The studies show that you can get 100% accuracy if we use milling technology. And I'm very excited to show and share the results with the colleagues from clinical trials and in vitro uh, studies that we are currently conducting.
1: That's really exciting. And I see my curiosity is at 100%. And uh, I see you're very excited about this innovation very, session.
0: It's very exciting because I use this in my own private practice. So I've seen the benefits of these workflows in my own private practice, how the patients uh, are happy. No patient wants to come and uh, spend 10 visits with the dentist. It's, well, unfortunately, we're doing a professional who nobody likes to come to us. <laughs> if you are selling ice cream, everybody likes to come to you. But uh, being an implant surgeon and a prosthodontist, nobody likes to come to you to get uh, implants. They don't care about implants. They care about teeth and smile. So if it you can probably, give them the exactly. Give them, necessary. Yeah, exactly. If you can give them the teeth and smile in a accurate way but faster and predictable, you increase the profit margin for you and you increase the patient satisfaction. These patients will refer more patients. So it's a win win.
1: All right, so I'm I'm looking forward to your session at uh, Edentialism 2023, Canary Islands. We'll have all professionals represented, um, implantologists, prosthodontists, specialists, MaxFacts, and probably also ice cream vendors over there. That's probably (laughs) the case. Uh, Without them, you would probably have less patients anyway. And uh, I thank you for taking the time at the beginning of your uh, teaching day to participate in that podcast. And we'll be meeting in 12 days from now. Looking forward, David. Thank you. Have a great day, doctor. You too. Edentialism
0: 2023 is the first international conference gathering world-leading researchers and professionals in all treatment options for Edentialist patients.